is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Actually, the main feature of the site allows you to control the content of the site. If you find something online that you think is interesting and you want to send it on over to, uh, you want to have our other listeners take note, you may do that. You can submit it as show prep to the website and then other listeners will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. You can go and do that over at freetalklive.com. So, lots to discuss here tonight. Actually, uh, I don't know, it's, it's not really worth a whole lot of coverage, but if you want to see what it looks like after someone burns themselves alive, uh, there's a little bit of video footage up right now over at freekeen.com. Apparently someone today in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, was presumably so upset with the courthouse, the superior courthouse, they went out front of the courthouse, right out in front of the front doors, and lit themselves ablaze. I mean, this is what happened in Tunisia, right? I mean, this is what started. This is what started the Arab Spring. Did he pour any kind of accelerant on himself? You have to. You'd have to. Yeah, you have to. I, I don't burn very well. I mean, I've, I've gotten my hand in fire before, and I didn't go up like a uh, like yeah. a uh, like a Roman candle like this person did. I've I assume bare- it's male. Yeah, I've walked barefooted over hot coals. You know. Yeah, we don't know exactly any of the details right now as to why this person set themselves aflame, but based on the location right out in front of the courthouse, it seems a safe presumption to suggest that it had something to do with a decision perhaps made by said court. And it really just goes to show, presuming that's the case, it goes to show just how far people can be pushed by this violent, monopolistic government justice system. There's no real justice to be found there. We've talked de- in detail about justice. very rare that any real justice comes out of the government courts. Uh, frequently, government courts make decisions that just ruin people's lives for, for no reason whatsoever beyond the, the fact that they're following their arbitrary laws written down by the people calling themselves the legislature. And so people get pushed to the brink. It's very rare that somebody will go this far. In fact, I would say it's rare that self-immolation happens in the United States. I would say it's very, very, very rare. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be curious to find out when the last recorded case of self-immolation was. So at this point, there's not much more as far as detail on the case. As we learn more, we'll post it over at uh, freekeen.com. But I did get some uh, some live video footage uh, from the scene, thanks to quick.com, qik.com. We talk a lot about that as a great activist tool here on Free Talk Live. It's uh, something you can install on your smartphone. Wayne, do you have a copy of this? I don't. Uh, what's it called? It's quick.com, QIQ.com. Yes, I do. You do? I okay. Uh, and Mark, you just got a, a, a new smartphone, so I don't know if you've had a chance to ins- install it quite yet. Yes, I do. Uh, but, man, it's an First incredible. Thing I did. So this is a scoop incredibly for you, useful. isn't it? It's an incredibly useful tool. Well, technically, the local newspaper had a little blurb up when I got back from recording the video, but we're the first people with video uh, of it online that, that I know of. So pretty big news, I think. Uh, I think that's that's probably qualifies as nationwide news. Some, somebody setting mm-hmm. themselves on fire. We were talking about last night about you know what it is that uh, is is considered news. If something happens regularly, you know somebody has a their 80th birthday, for instance, that's not really newsworthy. When somebody hits 130, that's pretty newsworthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so you know somebody gets robbed. Unfortunately, as personally tragic as that circumstance is, in a lot of cases, that's not very newsworthy. Like in Baltimore or New York City or something like that but when someone sets themselves on fire that's pretty newsworthy because 
you really have to have been pushed over the edge to do so. You really have to feel like you are helpless, that there is no hope, because you're willing to take your life in such a manner that is so dramatic. And by the way, there's video cameras all around this particular courthouse, so it'll be interesting to see how easy or difficult the government people make acquiring the surveillance footage of this particular event. And anyway, they the, don't want I'm, I'm certainly don't want people to get a hold of this. The uh, footage is up that we do have over at freekeen.com and more as uh, as we learn about it. 1-800-259-9231. I I hope the guy or girl left uh, some sort of a note, some kind of Facebook post or, or something like that indicating what their reasons were for this so people can be enlightened. Because otherwise, it's just a horrible, it's horrible tragedy. I mean, it's horrible anyway, whether we know the reasons or not. 1-800-259-9231. That's the number. There's some good news out there in the world, from what I understand. Uh, some people are saying Ron Paul apparently won the debate this week. People are saying it. Um, you know, other I, he got a lot of got a lot of cheers. I didn't think I haven't it was watched his, it yet. Have his you? very best debate, personally. So you've seen the clips? I, I've watched. I watched the whole thing. Okay. Um, I you know I've got the TiVo thing and I watch uh, watched it. I you know I've got I I didn't think it was his best and I can see how other people would consider other uh, folks winners you know I'm to me Ron Paul's the only guy on the stage that has uh, has the cred now did did I hear somewhere that some of the other candidates are kind of watering down their pro war stance yeah, I think I, we, were, we were talking about that before the show, and I, I think that Michelle Bachman, there's a few of them now that are actually c- kind of trying to harmonize with, with Ron Paul's message, maybe to even marginalize him a little bit, or because they know that'll make them popular, mm-hmm. but their voting records don't weigh out what they're saying. She vote, Michelle Bachman voted for the Patriot Act. She voted uh, right. more than one the time. The reauthorization of it, too. And as I understand, the War Powers Act or something. Somebody said something about that that I'm not as entirely sure, certain of. What, is but, she a representative or something? Yeah, she's uh, okay. she's the leader, quote-unquote, of the Tea Party. Uh, the, the caucus. Tea Party, yeah, she's the Tea Party caucus, so she's she's kind of top gal at the I Tea see. Party. And she's been very attractive, I'll say. I um, You know, I read some stuff where she said, you know, when I go to the beach, I read von Mises. Yes, I saw and, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that made me look. That made me look at her. Uh, you know, uh-huh. yeah. say if, when you see a national article that says von Mises in it, that made me look. And I, you know, for a couple of day, days there, I thought she looked pretty good. But I thought that <laughs> the same thing about Sarah Palin back in two thousand and seven too. Oh, all they have to do is just bat their eyes at you, don't they? Well, I got to look. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and if they show cleavage, he's gone. Yeah, gone. Uh, so you know, I mean, eh, eh, so you don't yeah. think Ron Paul won the debate? I'm not saying I don't think that. Just wasn't one of his better I outings, I think. He stumbled. I, I, Ron I, Paul's message wins every debate, as okay. far as I'm concerned. All right, good yeah. to know. Yeah, I just don't think he was as crisp as he has been in other debates. But, you know, the way they throw things at you at a debate, you know, you can be a little off, maybe on your heels a little bit. They asked him Blackberry or iPhone. What'd he answer? Blackberry. But it took him like a while to ask. He's like, I mean, you know, I think he wanted to say, I'm 75. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. what I wish he would have said. That's, that's not nice to say. I mean, a lot of older people are very into the Internet. A yep. lot of seniors, yep. for instance, instead of uh, sitting around watching television, are, are very into getting online and, and doing things on there. So. I just would like to know whether or not he has a BlackBerry or an iPhone. 
Right. And I mean, of course, I think the answer choice. would have been neither. It's a false choice. <laughs> My answer would have been in the Android, of course. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so uh, you're welcome to comment, of course, tonight on whatever it is you'd like at 1-800-259-9231. I know the, the folks over at dailypaul.com have the, uh, the highlight reel up from the Ron Pauls where they actually take just the Ron Paul clips from that particular debate and they put that online, which, you know, that's useful because you don't have to hear the, uh, the fascists when they're talking. Yeah. So you can go and you can do that. And, of course, we've got lots to discuss here this evening. Uh, let's see. On the way here tonight, well, right now, actually, the cop that pulled over a young lady on her bicycle because of what she was wearing. She was wearing a miniskirt. Mm. And, I mean, I guess that's a miniskirt. It's probably a miniskirt if it goes above the knee, like halfway above the knee, would you say? I mean, I don't know what defines yeah. a miniskirt. According to the New York Daily News, cycling while sexy could be hazardous to city motorists. Just ask Jasmine Richen. The leggy Dutch tourist said she was pulled over by an NYPD cop for flashing too much skin while on her two wheels. He said it's very disturbing and it's distracting the cars and it's dangerous. I thought he was joking around, but he got angry and then asked me for identification. Richen, who's 31, was not given a ticket during the May 3rd incident and did not get the officer's name but was left feeling baffled. She said, I don't even think for once, I didn't even think for one second that my outfit could be harmful or disturbing. I almost got an accident once looking at one of those. It sounds to me like the cop was uh, projecting. Uh, it seems like he was the one who was distracted by her being in the miniskirt, and he wanted an excuse to stop and talk to her. They wanted her phone number. Yeah. I think that it's uh, fair to say that attractive women uh, walking and biking down the street have caused, caused accidents in the past. Not they've caused, but people looking at them has ca- have caused that. Bring back the burka then. 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll free line. It is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. Enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Our features include the mobile site. So if you've got a smartphone, you can go to m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our streams as well as the podcast once again that's m as in mobile dot freetalklive.com the ruger gunsight scout rifle it's an affordable versatile reliable rifle it'll deliver 10 rounds of 308 winchester performance in a variety mm. of situations nice it's compact lightweight and accommodates a host of optics it's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles the perfect do-it-all bolt action rifle where rugged reliable ruger meets the practical tactical the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. You can see it at Ruger.com and pick it up your local gun dealer. All right, 800-259-9231. We'll take your phone calls about anything you want. We'll start out with Hot Rod Rod calling from Connecticut on the amp lines. Hello, Hot Rod Rod. Howdy. How are hey. you doing tonight? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? 
So I heard you guys were talking about the uh, about the what and um, about the Ron Paul the the, the debate oh. the presidential debate that yeah. had Ron Paul in it. Yes, sir. Yeah. So um, I I also missed it, but because I had to go in for work, and then um, afterwards I was talking to my dad about it, and he also said that Ron Paul seemed a little bit frantic. He wasn't doing as well as he usually does. And so uh, I then proceeded to turn on the TV, CNN, who hosted the debate, and I saw a poll up that said that, like, you know, of, of who did the best or who, who benefited the most. And it had Ron Paul down at the bottom at 0%. So that I was really kind be. of bummed, bummed out about that. But then I'm, I'm, re- I'm reading today on the Internet. It turns out that this poll that CNN is putting up there is like some hokey thing of like Democratic insiders of like maybe fifty people or something who who are, are oh, answering this. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. one of those things where they select a panel of well, it's people. Gotta, it's got to irritate the, uh, the the sort of mainstream media when they put up a poll and the Ron Paul people come and they they just vote the crap out of the poll and it uh, screws up all their numbers because they essentially you can't get a finger pulse on who's going to win the presidential election right now. I mean, you can, can, can you, do you kind of get that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. These Ron Paul supporters are so energetic that yep. it's hard to get a fair uh, reading of what the real results would be. Yeah, so they put a fake one up like that, and then people look at it on TV and go, oh, he doesn't have a chance. I'm not going to vote for him. That's, that's yes, what they want to try to instill in people. Go ahead. Hello. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, I think it is really, really dispiriting because I did feel down after I saw that. Yeah, I, th- I think that I think it does. I, I think that it's great that Ron Paul wins just about every single one of these online straw poll things. Yeah. Uh, there are people that are dedicated enough to turn over their email addresses to uh, every website in the country um, in order to vote to, to verify their votes. And and I, you know, I, I I've done it in the past, and I, I support people who do it. I, I but but I at the same time I think the news organizations get a little miffed um at times. Well, yeah, I mean, uh they they're very establishment. We this yeah. is another topic we've discussed recently is But they want to know, right? Like they want to know today who is going to be the president. And I think that we can all sort of agree that I don't think they care. They just want people to keep watching their channel. Oh, I think they want to know. I mean, don't you want to scoop that? You scoop this uh this this self How person. can you scoop uh, who's going to win the presidency? I mean, it's all speculation. Well, in 2007, I think it took them by surprise. It was it was they were blindsided by the fact that Ron Paul was winning all these polls. So now this time they're ready. They're ready to try to marginalize him. Well, they had so, some sneaky tricks back then and they're going to yeah. keep using sneaky tricks today. But they've got even more now. To try to keep him out and to marginalize him obviously they can't keep him out he's too big i mean he was he was yep. allowed in last time and now he's even bigger than he's ever been so they're not going to be able to keep him out like they are with gary johnson i think it's great that he gets the numbers that he gets and i hope he gets bigger numbers with, with the cnn i kind of feel like they're like similarly like the new york times i feel like they're the elite yuppie liberals who want to be really like condescending and manipulative and say oh well ron paul he only got zero percent you must be a loser if you like him. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's on that same that same site. Uh, if you go look at their, uh, there's some some website that has all the polls, and it's set up for Ron Paul people who have you know enough time to go and vote for these. Oh, things. really? And CNN's, uh, you know, Ron Paul's leading the CNN's poll that uh, the online that I saw. one. Yeah, the online one. They were leading CNN's poll. They're Do leading... you know what that website is off offhand? I don't. I mean, okay. I looked it at it. It's been a couple of days. It's not like I was going to memorize it with mm-hmm. all of its hash marks and dashes and forward slash. <laughs> and be able to give One it of those sites gotcha 
So, Rod, do you want to share anything else with us tonight? Uh, yeah, that's that, no, that's okay. That's that's good. Thanks for having me on, right, guys. Man. I appreciate hey, thanks it. for the call. Right. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, you can bring up whatever you want. Ron Paul, you can comment on him and how you feel about his campaign, how it's going thus far, uh, raising, I think, over a million dollars during one of his money bombs. I'm not sure as to what else has been going on. And Mark, you said you were going to reach out to the campaign, see if we could get, a, uh, get Ron on the show. Have you done that? Yep. Okay. Now, as I understand Twice, it... Twice, three times. They're not the most responsive for whatever reason. I don't know hey, why look, that he's, is. Hey, look, he's big time. He doesn't need us. Let me yeah. make a few phone calls. Could you? That'd be great. Because uh, having Ron Paul on the show has been, uh, I think, a useful thing in the past. I think you're right, Mark. He doesn't need a free talk live. Uh, all of our listeners are apprised of Ron Paul. They know who he is, most likely. I've got that site if you'd like me to uh, give it to you. The Ron Paul polls? Yes. Is it crazy? Uh, it's not terrible, but you can see Ron Ron paul.com and it's in under you know backslash polls run ron paul.com yeah okay got it so if you want to go and help out with that you're certainly welcome to do so uh, again take control here 800-259-9231 so you can bring up anything mark you actually had an email that you wanted to share with us tonight yep um ron paul's at 82 percent on the cnn's uh, poll wow <laughs> so i mean you know that yeah cnn might be trying to keep him out of that other thing and i you know clearly ron paul's not going to win the presidency the, the excuse me the republican nomination by a you know with an 82 percent uh, uh margin what, what's his margin is the, the next closest is romney and bachman at five percent hmm. Incredible. Uh, so, uh, you know, cl- clearly these are misleading numbers, and I can understand why these websites get annoyed. But mm-hmm. you know that you put them up, and folks are going to vote in them, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's also an article here on the RunRonPaul.com website. It says Bill Riley slash Ann Coulter bash Ron Paul and copy CNN poll disinfo, which. That's probably what it's for, so the so mainstream saying, media can say, a CNN poll says he got 0%. Right, so now the other media is essentially duplicating do CNN's that. poll. Yeah, they'll do that. Mm-hmm. So you were going to read an email? Yeah, I got it here. Um, this is from Mark. Don't get confused, it's not from me. Yeah. Uh, he says, I've been listening and watching YouTube videos for a while, and remember the book, An, an Island Called Liberty, and we were, uh, in fact, uh, talking about An Island Called Liberty. It's a, it's a children's book, and you, it, you know, my son Jack loves it, and you can get it at, uh, I, let's see, is it libertarianunderdog.com? I thought it was uh, plural. I thought it was like libertarianunderdogs.com. I should have had. I should have the copy here. I'll give you it should. to you at the end. Of, at the end of reading this, I, I wasn't expecting to read that portion of it. But uh, anyway, he says he wants to talk about what you would do if you had the opportunity to move to a place that had no government. He once wonders whether you're just a rabble rouser. Or whether or not you really want um, less government interference. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. can answer that question for yourself as well. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com.
is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live's got a great feature that allows you to actually control the content of the site. You can submit different uh, news pieces, blogs, uh, videos from around the world and submit them to our website. Other listeners then vote as to whether or not uh, they like or dislike your suggestion. And you get to vote on things as well. The most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website. But you know, there's some ups and some downs to that. The uh, kind of the, the social bookmarking model is useful because it's totally user controlled. On the other hand, sometimes it's nice to have an editor uh, to pick out some stories for you. And that's what they do over at freedomsphoenix.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I do get a great deal of my show prep from uh, Freedoms Phoenix. It's, uh, it is a great news aggregator. There's uh, you know, plenty of stuff in there that I'm not interested in. But all in all, it, that and freetalklive.com, those are the places that I look for, for show prep. Toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything you want. Let's go to Dan listening in Arizona. We'll get to your email here in a mark, uh, moment, Mark. Dan in Arizona, first on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi, Ian. Hey, Dan. Hey, Mark. Hey, what's on your mind Howdy. tonight? Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. Who else is with you? Wayne's Wayne. here tonight. Hello. Wade? Wayne. 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 Hello, Wayne. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> now that we've thought? done roll right call, what are you thinking about? I checked out, uh, I reluctantly checked out the debate the other night, uh-huh. because only because Ron Paul was on it, because I wanted to hear how much truth he could get out. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, my opinion was he didn't get out very much. But I'll tell you what, it, I, it was hard to watch it. It was very hard to watch it. Why? What, what part made it difficult for you? Oh, you know, when you're watching something like that and all the the blabber and banter coming from everybody. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, that's up there. And, and and the hardest part is knowing that people are listening to that and taking these people seriously. I, I see where you're coming from. Part. I couldn't I wouldn't be able to stand it myself. Honestly, Mark, I don't know how you can possibly stand watching the, the entire debate. It must be just dis- disgusting. I, well, for one thing, I do, uh, you know, I, I've got my computer sitting in front of me, so I tend to get somewhat distracted at I times. See. There's always, uh, there's radishes to sell in Farmville. But, um, <laughs> the, you know, I've, I've got listeners, too, and those people, you know, many of them aren't going to listen because they know that it's a stage full of people telling lies. And uh, so, I mean, I feel an obligation to uh, to watch just so that I've got something, uh, you know, to, to comment on. Somebody's going to call in and they're going to want to talk about it. And I'm going to need to be educated on that that subject. Plus, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I want to look at that Republican field. I want to see what people have to say. Were you surprised, Mark? I mean, I don't even call it lies. It's not even lies. I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, even even cops, you know. Because I'd love to sit and drink a beer with a cop and, and, and convince him what, what he was doing was wrong. 
You know, I've and, tried and that. Actually. I'd love you to do that. No, I've, I've actually <laughs> tried that. Uh, we invited some of the police here in Keene out to Social Sundays, which is uh, a, a weekly event that the activists have just to get together at a local uh, watering hole and uh, enjoy each other's company and invited a few of the, the local cops, some of the higher ranking ones out to uh, to attend at one of these. And a couple of them did come out and they sat down and a handful of us went over and uh, had a nice sit down chat with them for a while and a lot of them agree with us on a number of things. I mean, the cops around here in Keene aren't the worst of the worst, for sure. Well, uh, but there was one the guy you've who... got to understand is everybody agrees with libertarians on some issues, the issues that they want to see freedom for themselves in. Right, but no they amount of tyranny for other people and other issues. Right, no amount of logic or persuasion could bring one of the cops on board with the idea of ending prohibition, for instance. Uh, there was much conversation regarding that. But then again, these aren't things that people come to. They're not conclusions people come to in, in one sitting. So who knows? Maybe it planted a seed. Maybe he'll change his mind down the line. Actually, that guy's retiring now, so it doesn't really matter anyway. Well, the point I wanted to make, and I'll get out of your hair, is is I don't call it lies, although I know some of it is, is misdirection, obviously. But it's just ignorance, and people just swallow it up. And that's the most depressing thought I can think of. I heard you, Dan. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from okay. you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, uh, Mark, let's get back to this email here. The sure. question was something about uh, no, wh- no question at this point. Oh, okay. Um, so, anyway, he did says, you get the website? By the way, you messed up a website earlier. Yeah, it was a free market underdog dot com. And that's wanna, is a free market underdog or underdogs? Underdog, it's singular. So okay. you were wrong too. Okay. You messed up the website also. Yes. So when you say I messed up the website, you're just laying blame at my door when You've, you you did equally, it first. Equally, uh, <laughs> Okay, so the the book is called An Island Called Liberty. It is a, a cross between uh, Dr. Seuss and uh, Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. It's great for kids probably between the – I guess my son really was interested in starting at two mm-hmm. and uh, maybe on up to seven or eight. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, and it was uh, really popular when we were advertising. <laughs> yeah, we sold People a lot like of books for him. And I'm glad we did because it's a really great book. So anyway, he says um, – See, a, a dual survival marathon on Discovery. Two survival experts show you how to stay alive in different situations and climates. And it got me to thinking, would the so-called free staters, especially Ian, move to a deserted island if given the opportunity away from all government where he and others could make the society that they choose? Now, I know he told Sam the other, uh, on another broadcast that he didn't see the need for the uh, prepper or disaster preparedness lifestyle. But I wonder if given the opportunity to be truly free of all chains and bonds of society, would people take it? Because I must be honest, and I think that there's some segment of the liberty movement that really gets off on the attention and enjoys the being labeled a rabble rouser. Just a curious question. Hope the uh, conference was good that we went to uh, last weekend. So anyway... What I guess that's the the question he has is how much of this Ian is just you wanting to get out and get in the faces of uh, of people, and how much of it is that you really want to see liberty in your lifetime? Uh, well, I don't want to move to a deserted island because there's no one there. Well, hold on just a second. Um, Let's first and point I don't know out how to it, survive on a deserted island, and but, but wait, I, I wait, enjoy wait, wait, having wait. comforts of uh, wait. Wait, there is the no deserted century. island that you could move to sure without government. No, there isn't. If there you have move, to be deserted islands. Out there, there are deserted islands, but it, they belong to governments. And if you go and set yeah. up in the same way as if I bought, I bought a piece of land. We're talking here in New about Hampshire. in theory. This is theory, but I'm, I'm what I, I. No, it's not. It's it's he's it's a theory, but I mean you have to look look at reality and. Reality says that if you want to move someplace that has no governmental control, you're going to need to move to Antarctica. 
right? Because if you there's move, governments there too. There are some that claim certain pieces and stuff like that, but not. You're gonna have to move into like the center of Antarctica. Mm-hmm. You're gonna really, and you could claim status of statehood if you actually started something on Antarctica that was like. I don't know, somehow shielded by a giant bubble to keep all the, the frigid killing air out, um, then you could do it. But, you know, the, uh, the uh, you can't move to a desert island and say the Caribbean because they're all claimed by Caribbean nations. And if you build your house there in the same way that I built my house on a piece of unoccupied land um, here in rural New Hampshire – a government said, hey, you're building a house there. We're going to tax you on that house. We own that house. We own your labor. And so they did. And so there's really no opportunity to move to sort of the, the but Gilligan's that's a cop Island, out. right? But that's a cop. That's not what he's asking. It he's asking, it, if there were such an island, right. would I move to it? But uh, what I, it's okay. not a cop. And my answer is no, because that's not the lifestyle that I'm looking for. I'm looking for a lifestyle where there are actually people around and things to do. I, I'm not interested in sleeping, sleeping in a hammock uh, all day and well, just laying around on an island eating coconuts. That's not the lifestyle I want. I want to live in a, a society. Well, I just want to live in a society... Could, in which there's actually peace, and you don't have a violent monopoly going around well, hurting people. How about people. this? If you move, if you could move with uh, the, the thousand free staters that have moved to New Hampshire, if you could have gotten them instead to move to a relatively large uh, desert island, would you have taken that preference? You mean deserted the, island as opposed to desert? Fine, a deserted island. Because uh, I don't want to live in the desert. Fine, either. whatever. Um, and, and in order that they, uh, you know, build a society, because I guess the suggestion is, is that since a society has been built under government control, then that society belongs to government control. Toll free number here eight hundred. 259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll continue this in moments. The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9. Another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And there's lots to do over there. If you enjoy the fact that we give you the website for free, maybe you want to voluntarily support Free uh, Free Talk Live. You can do that by going and shopping with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. There are links there that will take you into Amazon. And when you go into Amazon through that link or through one of those links, then Free Talk Live gets a portion of the sale. So Amazon, the same great prices, same great selection. You know Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer that I'm aware of. You uh, shop through that link, Free Talk Live, Amazon sends us a cut. It's that simple. So go and get your shopping done over at shop.freetalklive.com. So there's a question on the table here. You're welcome to answer it as well. It's directed at me for some reason uh, because I'm a rabble rouser or something like that, according to the emailer. He's, well, no, he's, th- actually, the question is, are you a rabble rouser? And the question is asked in order to ascertain that. So the question that he has asked is, if there were a deserted island to which I could move where there is no government, where I would be left alone, 
uh, then would I move to that place? And I don't think the question is just, um, you know, would you, but it's free staters is what the, uh, the, the terminology here is. I think that, uh, I don't know, I think there are some liberty-minded people that probably would, like the kinds of people that have moved to Grafton, for instance, uh, which is kind of like out in the woods, way, way out where well, nothing's around. wouldn't it be around. easier to build your own free society, assuming the weather wasn't something horrifying like Man, I can't even Antarctica. build my own bookshelf. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, you can do a lot of the technical stuff, and they, there's a need for that. Too. I can, don't know how to build a power station. Like that would be really difficult for me. Like all of these things. I like the idea that there's power and that there's heat, and I, I like being in a society where there are places to Florida, go. In Florida, we didn't use heat. Did you remember that? There's air conditioning down there. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Uh, you know that, that there are places to Frankly, go. Frankly, I would give up air conditioning for uh, you know for a free a free society to just to test. If there was out a free society ideas. to which I could move where there was no air conditioning, yeah, I would go there. But, but what you're a, talking about is building something from to, scratch. It's a heck of a lot faster to build one than it is to try to is unfree it? one. How are they doing with that? Uh, how are they doing with what's it called? Seasteading, where they're going to build a big platform out in well, the, they, the ocean. With seasteading, they have to sell houses and do a bunch of stuff. Well, they, you're going to have to sell your house to go out on some deserted island, right? I mean, you don't have to on a deserted island. You don't have to build the the platform. True. But you could, you know, go out there and 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 do that. Uh, I understand what you're saying that there is no deserted island uh, in this world today. I I think there are probably some islands where no one pays any attention to them. So that's, I don't know if that's really a true statement. That's true, but just because they don't pay attention, look, there's the uh, there's the example of the king of Tonga that we have talked about mm-hmm. on the show in the past. That uh, somebody went to a uh, one of these uh, these atolls out there these little mm-hmm. little uh, barrier islands or whatever out in uh, out in the, the middle of the pacific ocean in tonga and they started building a you know a libertarian paradise yeah. and basically before they got too far along the king of tonga comes out and points some guns at him from a uh, gunboat and says uh, hey you're you're on our land and you're going to pay taxes or you're going to leave or whatever yeah it's a, it's a neat story I, i'm not sure what's to, as to the veracity of the claims i'm but, not either uh, but i can tell you that that's exactly it what's going to happen yeah it it's sounds exactly what's going to happen so you're you saying if you go easy. to the Bahamas, which I think right. that I've heard that there's a thousand islands in the Bahamas, and I don't know if this is true or not. Um, you know, maybe I'm confusing it with another island yeah. nation. But if you know, so there's there's little islands out there. Mm-hmm. If you start building on one of these, you don't think they're going to come out and say, "Hey, where's our money? This is no, our I think, island." I think that's a realistic concern. I think that's a realistic concern. So. Again, to back back to the issue of, as to whether or not I would do it or how easy it is uh, to do something like that, it's a different kind of hard. For me, that, that sounds difficult. That sounds like a very difficult life. But is that a real uh, choice, though, Ian? Because a, d- a deserted island versus being in Keene right now, rabble-rousing, maybe what you'd say is, if I could find a town like Keene that was free, I wouldn't even leave Keene. Well, if I could find find a town that was actually free, where I could have a you know lifestyle where it's not a deserted island, I'd go to that. Uh, I'd go to that place. Well, uh, but obviously that that's not the question here. To me, it seems mm-hmm. a heck of a lot easier to bring some solar cells out and uh, to build some houses and to run some cable for power. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've been here six years. What is the uh, market difference between uh, Liberty today and when we moved? Well, this isn't a cakewalk. I mean, these things. I'm just take saying, time. you could build some buildings in six years. I'm trying yeah. to make the point that in fact what he's saying is easier now the question is is it rabble rousing 
The other question is, is it rabble rousing to want freedom for people? If if I were to go to uh, you know some nation that's having some kind of terrible atrocity and advocate for that atrocity to stop occurring, I don't know that I am a rabble rouser. Well, from the position of I, the uh, so-called authorities, you absolutely are. you are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, from the position, uh, you know, you, t- you take your t- take your choice of places around the world where bad things are happening. Burma, uh, you know, North Korea. You take your choice, mm-hmm. going there and advocating for the freedom of the people on that land. I wouldn't call rabble rousing. I would call it standing for peace, justice, yeah. liberty, mm-hmm. whatever but term that's you want to use. I guess that's the question. The ultimate question here is: Wouldn't you rather? His question is: Wouldn't you rather just go somewhere where you don't have to make that stand? Is essentially yeah, his. But question. you can't be guaranteed that you won't have to make that stand. Like well, he was right, saying, because at some point someone could come yeah. in there and, and come after you. I'm but not sure. sure that what he's. I'm not sure that that's in fact what he's asking. I think that what he's asking at the bottom of it is: Are you really a rabble rouser? And I don't. Think I just that, do what I have to do. That's I don't all. think that it's a, a well premised statement because coming to New Hampshire to be better at advocating for liberty for everyone. Because the fact is, life was pretty okay for me in Sarasota, Florida. I didn't see any opportunity for things to get better there as far as liberty but things mm-hmm. were really good you know we were making good paychecks living a nice house didn't have to deal with winter or snow uh, plowing driveways or any of those things that i deal with now so life was good is it a rabble rousing because i came up here because i believe that this is a more effective way to create a free society than staying where Again, i am and it just, just depends on your happy? perspective it just depends on your so from somebody who's of the status quo anyone who comes in with a viewpoint of we need to change this is a rabble rouser right hey mm-hmm. stop Stop tipping over the apple cart. Cut that out. Shut up. Everything's we'll put fine. You in jail. But there's an important distinction here, Ian, is that we all do what we do, not for just our own freedom, but other people's freedom, too. That's true. I want other people to be free, but they have to choose that for themselves. I can't set them free. No amount of rabble-rousing is going to set anybody free. If that's the term we're using, no amount of going and, and standing for liberty is going to set anyone else free until those people understand what liberty is and they're willing to accept those ideas and internalize them. Uh, so I like the idea of having a society in which I can live comfortably and be free. I'm not interested in, you know, baking out in the hot sun on some deserted island all day and sitting around and and doing nothing. I mean, I do like the idea of having a a relaxed life. I don't like the idea of going to jail, but I also understand that I need to do what I have to in order to achieve freedom in my lifetime. And sometimes that means standing up and, you know, going into a cage. But my answer to Mark's question, uh, if, if I get the answer, the fact is that I would move to an island nation, and by that I mean an island that is unpopulated by a nation because I don't trust nations to leave you alone. Mm-hmm. I would move there, and uh, you know, if if other liberty-oriented people were willing to move with me and begin setting up a uh, you know a freedom a freedom-oriented place, it's also not a very realistic uh, no all, concept all the, either. All the land is grabbed. Well, not only that, but even if there were some sort of island to which you could go, um, most people can't afford to do something like that. I, they, they can't afford that. A lot, a lot of the people that have moved here to New Hampshire don't have very much in the way of capital uh, at their disposal. What do you mean they can't afford to? To build their own home or something like that? To truck whatever amounts of uh, materials would be necessary to go? You'd probably get it in bulk ship at it that in. point if you all you know, were yeah. building mm-hmm. things. There'd probably be a certain All I know is here in Keene, New Hampshire, there are three liberty-minded people that actually own their homes. And they don't – I don't think – I think – 
I don't think all three of them actually own them outright. I think they have bank loans on them. So there's not a whole lot of capital right now. I mean, not everybody is the Koch brothers here well, uh, as far as being able to go out and do things like that. The free staters in New Hampshire, I'd say there's a, a large percentage of home ownership. I mean, you know, what, what goes on in Keene? I, I don't think a lot of free staters saw the value in Keene, Keene having one of the highest tax rates in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this, what, what goes on in Keene is by no means indicative of what goes on in the free state project. Right. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot more that goes on in Keene than than the average location. I mean, Keene has uh, politics. Keene has civil disobedience. Keene has media. Keene has more variety of activism than any other place in New Hampshire, to my knowledge. And some activism is effective. Some activism is ineffective. Depends um, on your perspective. Yeah, it, 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 again, it does. You know, and so some people think it's rabble rousing, and some people think it's standing up for freedom. I mean, so again, it just all it all depends on your perspective, but. Uh, I hope we've answered his question. I think, I think that, so. Uh, I mean, I think that... Uh, what about you, Wayne? Would you go to the island? It depends how right? big it is. I mean, there's a lot of things. Just say, to say it's a deserted island doesn't really tell me enough. You know, you got to... Okay, how big is it? What resources do you have there? Yeah. How far away is it? There's, there's, there's too many factors to give an answer. It harkens back to the, uh, the, the, the Free American Samoa Project, which I started on Facebook at one point um, as a joke. Mm-hmm. American Samoa, I think it has 60,000 people on it. They can't vote for president, but they otherwise are under sort of the American government and left largely alone uh, because mm-hmm. they have the protection of the giant biggest brother in the world and you could pretty much take care of take over politics there with a you know a small amount of people well you say it's protection but you and i both know that's not true Mm -hmm. they don't protect you 1-800-259-9231 there was an invasion they probably would do something they protect themselves they protect their military bases they protect the government offices i think there's one of those on there they're Mm -hmm. not going to protect you more on the way you can take control and i hope you don't find that out the hard way hour two's next free talk live This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up what you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Uh, so we'll continue here. News out of... KSAT.com. This is, I don't know where this is. It's uh, Bandera County. Okay, San Antonio, Texas. The Bandera County Sheriff's Office has issued a warning Thursday to citizens about an anti-government movement known for acts of domestic terrorism. The law enforcement agency said followers of the Sovereign Citizens Movement have been known to carry out violent acts, including killing law enforcement officers and other public servants. The Sheriff's Office told KSAT 12 News the warning was prompted by the recent shooting death of Bexar County Sheriff's Deputy Sergeant Sergeant Kenneth Van. The captain of the Sheriff's Office said, we have domestic terrorism right at our doorstep. 
Hicks, who's the captain, said that while there's no evidence that Ban's death had any links to the sovereign citizens, it's the same type of crime the followers are known for. So that's quite a statement to make. Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? Uh, for example, last May, a father and his teenage son opened fire on two police officers with an assault rifle during a routine traffic stop in West Memphis, Arkansas. News reports said the incident was sparked by the suspect's refusal to present a valid driver's license. The officers were later killed in the shootout, or were killed in the shootout, and the father and son died in a second shootout with officers a short time later. You know, the uh, the Center for, excuse me, Southern Poverty Law Center yeah. put out a video about this warning police officers, and I guess the world at large, about the sovereign citizen movement, right. painting them as uh, nuts. And I, I, I'm not going to say there's not, uh, you know, plenty of nutty ideas that go on in the sovereign citizen movement mm. i think that some of them are you know misguided and and um that kind of thing one thing is for certain though is that the founding fathers of the united states of america the people that wrote the fundamental documents that uh, that, that that set up this nation believed that the second amendment of the united states at least some of them believe the second amendment of the united states was there in order to not just allow people to go hunting and kill food not just to protect people from burglars but to shoot Police officers, at, well, they didn't have police officers, but to shoot government officials if they became too onerous and arduous. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's what these people did. These people fought a war against their government and set themselves free. So this is the this was the understanding of the Second Amendment in the first place. And all these people are doing is hearkening back to that idea. I can understand why that would be frightening to people who work for the government. And I'm not saying that I think that it's an effective means of, uh, of, of finding you know, more freedom. I'm just saying that that is true. And the other thing here is, is you know, the, the, the Southern Poverty Law Center puts out this warning. How many cops have been killed by sovereign citizens? There's a, this warning to police about sovereign citizens. But, I mean, for God's sakes, uh, where's the warning from the Southern Poverty Law Center to, I don't know, black people that cops kill you? Yeah. To Hispanics that, hey, cops will shoot you. To American citizens, you're more likely, an American citizen is more likely to be killed by a law enforcement officer than they are by a terrorist. Well, statistically speaking, mm-hmm. the Southern Poverty Law Center wants nothing to do with these things. They want to call people that put don't tread on me bumper stickers on the back of their car terrorists. Yeah, they do. And that's one of the scariest aspects of all this is that the They're government anti freedom. Well, the government people are constantly releasing this information, and it seems more so recently that look out for the domestic terrorists that call themselves sovereign citizens. And they use the evidence that, yeah, it's true, a couple of people calling themselves sovereign citizens did indeed kill some cops on the side of the road at a traffic stop. There's video out there of it happening. Um, They, of course, use the evidence that because two people calling themselves sovereign citizens became violent, then they all must have that same propensity. And it really just goes to show you how a little bit of violence can go to really put a black eye to mar a movement, uh, which is why it's so important to make sure that you eschew any violence when you're doing your liberty activism, to make sure that you ostracize people or talk to them first. But if they keep if somebody comes into your movement and starts talking about violence, talk to them and say, look, this is not appropriate 
we don't take that particular position around here. And there's you, a reasonably good chance if they if they won't get off that violence thing that they're a Fed. That's and, true. And knowing the track record of the Southern Poverty Law Center, I'd also like to see what evidence they have that these people even call themselves sovereign citizens. They have video evidence. I mean, these these yeah. people were definitely they sovereign were known. Ci- yeah, they I were mean, known. They, they, that's the thing is that this is an ultra conservative, pro gun, uh, pro violence movement. It really is. I mean, you is know, the th- sovereign citizen movement pro violence? Not, not all of it, not but I mean, there it, are but, people in it that believe that. Well, didn't I just say the founding fathers were pro-violence? Mm-hmm. There's I mean, also provocateurs believe, that have infiltrated, too. That no made, doubt. Yeah, there's a lot of that as if well. If you but. believe that the, the the Second Amendment is a, an effective means of, you know, throwing off tyranny, then as far as I'm concerned, you know, I mean, you could go, you fall under the very wide pro-violence umbrella. Yeah, not a well, good place to be. It's a popular viewpoint. It is. Uh, I mean, it's, and I used to have that viewpoint myself, so I can understand it very well. I've, I've moved away from the anger and moved away from the violence ever since I made the move up here to New Hampshire. And I actually discovered that there was still hope uh, for achieving liberty in my lifetime. And then I discovered you know, the, just the ideas of peace and how powerful they are. So – there's different aspects of this that are important to discuss, but Mark. Well, but 60 Minutes did something recently on the the sovereign citizen movement. Had some of these sovereign citizens on there, mm-hmm. the, the ultra conservatives on, and um, basically asked them, "Do you think it's uh, you know okay to use guns to overthrow the government or something like that?" And I, I don't remember exactly what they said, but the guy said yes. What I think mm-hmm. a more effective uh, answer would have been, "Well, let's see what John Adams says. Let's see what Thomas Jefferson says. Let's see what uh, you know." Payne are you advocating says. that though? It almost sounds like you're advocating what they're saying. That violence is acceptable. No, I've said a couple of times now that I don't think that it's an effective okay. means. I think that if you do, you can't come up with the kind of guns that they come up with, mm-hmm. as is evidenced by the fact that these two guys were iced shortly thereafter. Right, they they've took got some an apparatus that is just Tops. you know it makes violence ineffective. Even if you think that violence is a is a moral response to the violence of the state, it's an ineffective response to the violence of the state. Well, let me ask you a question, Mark. What about if things got so bad where they were coming around at night and rounding people up and putting putting them in the paddy wagons and taking them away? Then what would you say? I don't think we ever get that kind of information. I think that in the countries where they do do that kind of thing, and it, it, it certainly happened uh, you know, around the world in different mm-hmm. locations, you're always kind of in this, well, what happened there? I mean, they did disappear Jose Padilla. Uh, that, I mean, it happened. There, there are people that were disappeared on 9-11. Many of them were released later. But they've been compensated in in no way uh, for what went on with them. Uh, you know, I I don't know that we'll ever be able to know. Yeah. You know, they, they I think the Jews went to the ghettos because they wanted to be around other Jews so they would finally stop being discriminated against. I think they went from the ghettos into onto the trains because they thought they were going to be relocated to places that they wouldn't be treated so badly. I think they got off the trains into concentration camps and started working because they hoped to be able to get out of these places. And I think that it goes step by step, and you never know. And I'm yeah. not saying that we're going to concentration camps tomorrow or anything like that. Right. But I'm also saying that. But that's I what some people think. I don't think you're ever going to know when the time is to pull out the old trusty Mossberg and start blasting away. I'm not away. certain there is ever a time. I, I haven't gone completely to pacifism yet. I mean, I still have an AK-47, for instance. I don't think that. But, uh, well, see, that there's a fallacious idea uh, that I really hate about pacifists. People will claim that I that that title. The idea that a gun, a tool that fires uh, that that shoots a ballistic piece of metal out of the end of it, is somehow violence. It is not. A gun is a gun, and violence is violence. Right, but using the gun is violence. Shoes are not walking, but okay? using the gun is violence. Well, it depends you can how it's use used. Use the gun for all kinds of if things. If you're using so. the gun to shoot a human being, indeed, right. the, uh, there's plenty of guns. That so, 
been used I have to not only yet, put holes in paper. I have not yet rejected the use of a gun for the, those sorts of defensive purposes, but I, I am inclined against it at this point because I don't believe it leads to anything positive. And I don't think that even in that case that you're talking about, Wayne, if they're going around disappearing people, then you kill those people. If you allegedly, you know, if you kill those people that come after you, then they're still after you. That hasn't changed anything. You're then on the run. It doesn't seem to improve the situation. Sure, sure. It's a rhetorical question because some people say that. Well, what are you going to do if this, I would prefer to have my video camera? I would. Prefer I think to have cameras are more effective than yeah. guns. I really yeah. do, and uh, that's the that's the thing that I think really, really, really scares uh, you know the, the government apparatus. Especially, they want you to be violent. especially in the internet age. There's more on this sovereign citizens uh, story here. This domestic terror alert that's gone out. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I've got critiques by the way of these so. so called sovereign citizens i'm not a a fan necessarily of them it's free talk live are you looking for camping hunting or shooting gear manventureoutpost.com carries knives ammunition scopes binoculars laser sights fish finders and boating equipment from manufacturers like aimpoint bushnell otterbox crimson trace k-bar remington streamlight winchester and more manventureoutpost.com family owned and members of the better business bureau prices so low some can't be advertised get an additional five percent off with coupon code ftl get it quick get it from manventureoutpost.com This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. We give you the features on the site for free. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Ed Wayne. And Mark. Inviting you to our website. Uh, again, over there at freetalklive.com. The features include listening options. You can go and get tuned in via our live streams. We've got a broadband and dial-up version of the show. The uh, radio listening choices, over 104 great radio stations across the country that air the show throughout the week, different times. You can go and get the details there. Satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, two channels up there, plus our KU Band free-to-air channel as well as a webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. So go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more. Free Talk Live, we, uh, you know, on Free Talk Live, we talk about gold and silver. On, you know, talk radio, you can't get away from the gold ads. They're everywhere. And it makes you wonder, why are people talking about gold and silver? If you have studied on it and come up with the idea that the best way to protect your money against inflation or perhaps an investment right now or even uh, just a barter currency in case things uh, go really south with the economy, that you need some gold and silver, go to gold.freetalklive.com. We've teamed up with Midas Resources. We believe that there are some of the best prices on gold and silver there on the internet. That they're avail- We've made them available to you. You can support Free Talk Live and you can get some great prices on gold and silver uh, pieces. That's gold.freetalklive.com. All right. The toll-free number here for you, 800-259-9231. We're going to continue here. We'll, of course, take your calls about anything you want, especially if you've got something to say about so-called domestic terrorism. Apparently, anytime somebody shoots a cop, that's uh, considered domestic terrorism. In this case, if they, especially so if they label themselves as a sovereign citizen. Now... The news story here is coming out of San Antonio, uh, Texas, the Bandera County Sheriff's Office issuing a domestic terrorism warning. 
basically saying, hey, be on the lookout. Uh, Charlie Hicks, the captain of the sheriff's office, says, we have domestic terrorism right at our doorstep. And he's talking about the recent shooting death of a deputy. Now, he admits there's no evidence that there's any link to the so-called sovereign citizens in this particular death of a sheriff. However, they're still nonetheless trotting out this particular meme, this concept of the sovereign citizen, so they can blacken it as much as they possibly can get away with. Uh, and so there's lots to, to – I think there's different facets of the story that are important to point out. One, it's that they're saying that if you're a sovereign citizen, you are a domestic terrorist. That This is a mantra that you're beginning to see happen repeated more often. I think ABC News has done a report on this. Uh, there's been other major news agencies that have reported on this, this sovereign citizens movement. And, of course, they always trot out their so-called experts from the government to talk about how they don't have license plates. Uh, they don't believe in government laws and they are terrorists. And, of course, most of them aren't violent. Maybe they, maybe a lot of them do believe in violence as a, as a solution. I don't know about that. But if you look at the reality, there's some estimates that say there are over 300,000 people that consider themselves sovereign citizens in this country. And so thus far, they, the police really are only able to cite one case where they actually do any sort of uh, killing of the police. So it's not like uh, you know, you've got a 300,000 people that are waging an all-out war on the police state. Most of these folks just want to be left alone. That's where a lot of this comes from. They just want to be these police, the government agencies, uh, the tax collectors to leave them alone. And, of course, that usually, when they're not left alone, pushes them towards the brink of violence. Or in some cases may push them towards the brink of self-immolation, as we saw happen here in Keene, New Hampshire today, out in front of the uh, the courthouse. We don't know what happened in that particular case, but somebody, I bet, was pretty upset about what the government was doing to him uh, was de- it has been determined that it is a him that uh, someone uh, the, the male who uh, killed himself today it did seem like more like a male act. Well, you know, a little bit over a year ago, the Southern Poverty Law Center published. Remember that Patriot hit list? Mm-hmm. And on there, there was Chuck Baldwin. There was there was let's see, Alex That's- Jones, Devi Kidd. There was. Uh, Richard Mack, Catherine Bleich, Stuart She'll Rhodes. Be a, I believe she might be coming out to she the Porcupine Freedom Port- Fest. Judge Napolitano, Michelle Bachman was one of them, number 36 on the list. Yeah, I mean, it's it, to me this this hit list. It just it just doesn't make any sense to me. That you know, it's it's a, a, a very much an us and them kind of situation. These people are bad. They're dangerous. So I like the concept of sovereignty. I like it. I think it's uh, it's a good one. Sovereign, the personal, sovereign, personal is the king. sovereignty. Right, sure. the sovereign is the king, and the idea, at least as I understood it, behind the United States, behind America, was uh, that uh, individuals were sovereign. That you were the king of your own life. That you were the king of your own property. That no one else was above you, and that it was a country of supposedly three hundred at this time three hundred million kings. That was the idea, at least. Of course, it didn't end up playing out like that because people didn't act like they were their own kings, and some people acted like they were kings over others. I think that was rhetoric more than anything. I mean, if you read the Declaration of Independence, you read the Constitution, you can see that these documents, the the, the Declaration of Independence is in fact a rhetorical document, but the Constitution has become a rhetorical document. Nobody in Washington, D.C. would even suggest that the federal government is still acting within the, the confines of the Constitution. I mean, the, the, the 10th Amendment or the 9th Amendment, I can't, I can't remember which one off the top of my head, says that essentially everything that is not directly named within this uh, document is then left to the states and the people respectively. And that means that every 
organization, the FDA, the FBI, you, you name your, your alphabet soup agency that's not named in the Constitution, that's not within the purview of the federal government and should be handled by the states. So back to the story here from KSAT.com. According to the police chief, followers of the sheriff, uh, followers of the anti-government anarchist movement. Hmm. That's the first time I've heard the term anarchist aligned with sovereign citizens. Now, I guess they're viewing it as they're viewing them as anarchists because they uh, they disagree with this government, right? They they don't like this government. Yeah, they want to sovereign opt out. citizens. I would not call anarchists. I wouldn't either. A lot of these sovereign so-called citizens uh, believe that they this just this government is bad. That they right. could structure their own government well, that would be better. Many of them would claim that they're not citizens of the United States. They're citizens of the several states. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're a citizen of or their know, state. Yeah, whatever. whatever their state is. The several states meaning that their their particular state and that they're only you know. I don't even I can't even tell you all the the stuff that they would say. So they would want a mostly a smaller government. Uh, that's not an anarchist. Yeah, that's my understanding that's a of them as well. So right. So you've got all kinds of problems with this uh, with this coverage. I mean, one, they're labeling sovereign citizens as domestic terrorists when most of them aren't violent. Uh, two, at least overtly. Uh, two, they're looking here and they're they're saying, well, if you're a sovereign citizen, then you must be an anarchist, which again is more tarnishing of the anarchist label, labeling anarchists as violent people. Uh, and of course, there's plenty of, of other press coverage in the past that has suggested that anarchy is violence. So there's that problem. And it, it's really kind of ruining the term sovereignty is, is what they're doing. I mean, the, the term sovereignty, there's nothing wrong with that uh, concept. I, up until this whole tarnishing of the sovereign citizens movement, it hasn't really – the sovereignty hasn't really even been used in any sort of popular connotation for the most part. And so I like the idea of sovereignty, but I, I couldn't go around calling myself a sovereign because somebody might confuse me with a sovereign citizen because I'm not a sovereign citizen. There's not even it's not even possible to be a sovereign citizen. It's a contradiction in terms, an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Uh, sovereign, sovereign citizen. You're either sovereign or you're a citizen. Correct. You cannot be a sovereign citizen. That's right, uh, because a sovereign is king of his own world, whereas a citizen is one who has given up his some of his rights in return for an obligation of protection from a state. From people calling themselves the state. So these are very confused individuals. They're folks that just want to get out from under the thumb of the government. I don't blame them for that. That part I agree with them on. But if they're going to be violent or suggest violence, I won't. I don't want to go anywhere near them. Free talk live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. bbs.freetalklive.com. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency is going to take over at some point. And wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor of that? Bitcoins are a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. 
You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be increasing with time. Uh, you know, actually, there's uh, they, they they shot up to what was it like thirty four dollars was their mm-hmm. peak, and and now they're down to a uh, you know nineteen. Is this a correction on their way up? Is this a uh, you know a plummeting? I don't know. I mean, I, it feels to me like an opportunity to get in and get some more, but. You know, what can you say? It's it's very difficult to say. Um, if, find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month when they could be higher. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins have been going up. Weusecoins.org. Well, in general, they've been going up. In general, they've been going up. Like, well, yeah. yeah, in the last couple of months, they've been going up. In the last couple of days, they've been going down. Right. I mean, you know, does anybody think that uh, that anything they invest in is just going to keep on a meteoric rise all the way up? Apparently, some people thought that about real estate a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like real estate was happening that way, you know? It yeah. really did. 1-800-259-9231. Anyway. Real estate was being driven by a fiat currency that the government was inflating. That's true. Buyer beware. Artificially low interest rates and loose lending standards. Let's go to you and your phone calls here. Uh, Whether you want to talk about the so-called domestic terrorism sovereign citizen movement or whatever's on your mind goes, let's go to Aaron listening to WXNT and Indy. Hey, Aaron, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Wayne, and Mark. Hey, how you guys doing this evening? Just great, Aaron. What's on your mind? Oh, it's a lot on my mind. You know, uh, I love... Uh, study the hypocrisy of Americans, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm just listening to these people that say they uh, strict constructionists, and I just wonder if I could just ask a few questions, I mean, give out a few uh, tidbits and see how they would handle it. Okay, sure. As far as, uh, the Founding Fathers, uh, I understand why they said they believe in the government, because we only have 13 states. You know, I hear Current politicians, especially the so-called conservative politicians, talk about, well, they knew that Obama had a deficit of $1.2 trillion, they would turn over in their grave. Well, they would probably turn over in their grave if there was a, they knew there was a President Obama, you know. Mm-hmm. Some of them certainly would. Their, they would probably turn over in their grave if, uh, you know, they knew that we, we had 50 states. You know, uh, and these are the current people that talk about they love the Constitution so much. When was the last time they caught a, a, a train across the country? Why do you we ask? We, see, they email now. We've advanced since the founding fathers. You know, people want to live by the Constitution. You can't live by a mythical document. I call well, it the Santa Claus document. Don't you think that if they're... Good, if, if that's the case, though, shouldn't they rewrite the rules? Instead of acting like the rules don't exist, then... I'm should... not saying they bad rules. They shouldn't be concrete. You well, know, I... they should be floating rules. Then they should change. You know, but they haven't changed. Yeah. And that's, that's the crux of our problems here in this country. I mean, call me unpatriotic, mm. uh, but I don't get a warm, fuzzy feeling if I was to pass, uh, pass the Statue of Liberty. You know, but... that Constitution didn't include me. Maybe they were on lunch. Lunch break when it's here. The Constitution is irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. I mean, what what's happening out I there? I the, and the <laughs> ca- the cause of the problems is the fact that people, human beings, are believe that they can use force. Uh, to get their way. The human beings, most of them calling themselves the government, believe that it's, it's appropriate, and the people that vote for them in many cases believe it's okay to use the threat of violence against their fellow man, against their fellow peaceful human beings, in order to get them to pay them money, in order to get them to jump through hoops, to do whatever it is they demand. That's the cause of the problems. One last thing. That's what I don't understand. People talk about how 
they don't want their taxes to go up forty dollars a year. But maybe it's just me. But then they turn around and donate twenty five hundred dollars to a candidate, you know, to stop the forty dollars. I mean, well, when you better off by just saving your money. <laughs> I see where yeah. you're coming from. I think yeah. that do- donating politicians is you generally do realize a that there's a half, a, hole. half a million dollars in debt for every man, woman, and child in the United States. One half of a million dollars. Well, they say they say uh, many of us were on the hook for it. Built, that's because this country was built upon lies. And I get weary when I hear people talk about states' rights all the time. Some of them are, uh, you need it because the federal government do over. Uh, riot sometimes, but uh, being a black man in this country, uh, states' rights haven't been too cool with me. Well, the states' you rights. Know? Remember this. If you want to talk about this, you know, the war of northern aggression, um, we can talk about that. The fact is that many northern states used their states' rights, attempted to use their states' rights to be able to harbor freed sla- slaves, the escaped slaves. Now, don't you? Oh, support- none of them are untouched. No, no state is untouched. You know. And- and, uh, and your other topic about homegrown terror, I thought the uh, 9-11 should have brought us closer together because a, a friend of mine, a white friend of mine asked me, so I said I would never do that as a white friend of mine, but he says, uh, wow, 9-11, black people just don't seem so patriotic. Why you guys aren't so hurt by what happened? It's not that we're not hurt. It's just that we're used to it. Mm-hmm. You, you're catching up with us, mm-hmm. you know? Usually you don't, what are you uh, used to? I'm sorry. What when you say you're used to it? What are you used to? We're used to. We we understand what homegrown terror is about. The culture of homegrown terror in this country to our uh, minorities. Mm-hmm. We I mean we we've been terrorized. Well, that's and right. It wasn't the Muslim that did it. But what I'm saying is most Americans don't react until if something happens to them. We going through that now here in Indy with the young lady down in Bloomington. You know, I'm not familiar with that case. Left- Oh, as usual, the media and uh, everybody just went crazy the other night, and, and I hope they find her because I wouldn't wish nothing bad on no one. Did someone go missing? Is that what happened? Someone went yes, missing? Yes, a, a blue-eyed, blonde, young lady down in IU is missing. Everybody's mm-hmm. dropped everything to go looking for her. And then they said that there was uh, rumors about her uncle cocaine after leaving a, a bar down there. She's 20, underage. But the police quickly said, no, 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 those rumors are just unjustified about the, the cocaine. But, yeah, you let somebody from the inner city become missing that has no record or something like that, people pass right by it and don't pay no attention to yeah. it. And that affects it. We see this. You know, Absolutely. Not only just people going missing, but how about the 1.5 million people a year from various places, but mostly uh, you know urban areas? How about the 1.5 million people per year that have their lives destroyed by the war on drugs? Nobody cares. Or very few people care about them. Uh, people have their their friends and their 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 family and uh, their coworkers put I mean, in they cages. So they so sophisticated. They don't even want to use the same name. We steal. They embezzle. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they made one they separate uh, way of calling them crooks, you know, and it's a shame. The prison system is just a big business. We, there's a town, they was talking nationally. Up what do you want to do? York, I mean, you've somewhere. identified some, I think you've identified some real problems. What do you think the solution is? Unfortunately, I don't think there is. I mean, there is one, but because the negativity is a biggest, one of the biggest businesses in this country, and we're built on capitalism. Due to the fact that negative, negative uh, thoughts and uh, feelings and actions makes money, I don't think there's no way out of it. Well, you I can tell you what I've got. I've got an idea. Out. I'd like to run by you here. It's a book. Uh, do you do you enjoy reading? Oh yes, I'm a writer. In 
super duper. Okay, great. Uh, then when you get a chance, head over to book.freekeen.com. That's book.freekeen.com. And there's a great book there called Healing Our World. And it really Do you approaches. Have a fax number? Do what? Do you have a fax number? No, I don't know. I know. But it's a website. Well, You've got access quick. to the internet, I presume. Oh, yes. And real quickly, I'll just give you one verse of a, a song I wrote. It's something like uh, Bob Seger's Turn the Page, mm-hmm. but I called it a fork in the road, you know. Go quick. The whole world seems angry, fighting amongst ourselves. We're the one who picked our leaders, can't blame it on no one else. I don't uh, believe that politicians are leaders, I think they're criminals, and that uh, we need to stop paying well, attention to them. For them. I'm not responsible for them. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. I want nothing to do with them. I did not consent. More on the way. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want in book.freekeen.com. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. Live, you can bring up what you want. 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Freetalklive.com tonight. It's Ian here. And Wayne. And Mark. And those features include the shrine of female listeners. Dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video uh, to prove that they are listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com. You can go there if you're a lady listener and you can become part of the shrine. And if you're not a lady listener or you want to just check it out, you can do uh, do that too. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. And like the rest of our website, it is completely free. So we're going to continue with you and your phone calls, your thoughts. We go to John listening in Virginia Beach to WTAR. Hello, John. John in Virginia. How's it going? Hey, How's it going, guys? What's on your mind tonight, John? Well, I was listening to you guys talk a minute ago, and that uh, gentleman, uh, I wouldn't call him a gentleman. He, he sounded to me like he was a, just a racist, basically. He, he thinks that somebody owes him a living, and he talks about my people and stuff like that. Well, how did he, how, hold, wait, wait, I'm not, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I didn't hear him talk about um, anybody owing him a living. He did seem well, to I want mean, he, the, the government to be a, a solution to problems, and I'll agree with you well, on the that. The government isn't. You have to look in the mirror for the solution. I concur with you mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. Uh, but you know, issue, but now, you know, really, the Constitution, you guys kind of sound like it's supposed to be a living, breathing document. The I sound like that? Well, it, in some ways. Okay? No, I think that the Constitution is a dead letter. I think that it okay, is. Okay, all right, cool. Cool, that's fine. As long as you've stated your opinion on it. I think it's the most valuable words that could have ever been given to us if we just applied them. How about the Articles you know, of Confederation? I mean, wasn't that better? See, this Constitution strengthened the federal government. <clears throat> have you read the preamble of the Constitution lately? Sure. All right. It's the only document that gives men rights 
No, document. you've got it, it wrong, in, dude. I'm sorry. Lots of documents give many rights. No, please. documents don't give anybody rights. Well, lots of, lots right. of documents. The documents are... states that men have rights from God. That's true. And the United States was formed to protect those rights mentioned thereafter and their children. They were, in other words, the United States is a force to protect these rights. How did, how, did they, how is that going? Not good, because you know what? We're not following the document Who's that we? is a dead Who's people. Who's we? We the people. But it's not but a we document the people, for people. are not uh, – the document, it does not bind we the people. It binds the government, right? No, exactly. And we shouldn't stand up to this crap we're getting. But yet we keep sending them funding every year on April but 15th. I don't. With I, no – I don't either. Okay, good. But the people out there in radio land keep funding – evil men to do evil things. I agree with you that they should stop and, doing that. Well, maybe you and I are in agreement, because my prayers for the last five years is that, how do you, well, I ask, you know, when I pray and talk to God, I'm like, how do you stop me from doing these things? And, What's he saying? You know, he's, tell, he's telling me, stop paying for it. Yep. Say, if you don't, uh, if you do not support it financially, these men will not do these things without a paycheck. That part, I agree with you completely, and I think that more people need to stop paying. And not only do they need to stop paying, they also need to stop obeying them as well. They need to stop jumping well, through the arbitrary hoops. They need to stop doing, you know, obeying the regulations. But all of these things involve some level of risk, and of course, Americans are trained right. to be risk well, averse. Uh, they're trained by the government to not take risks. That's one of the things they teach you. Here in this country, we try to do things peacefully. Now, when it comes to the disobedience part, it's like a hornet's nest. You know, you're walking down a path, you see it. You don't have to hit it with a stick. You just walk around it. Let them do what they're doing until they go friggin' broke, as far as I'm concerned. And when you make statements like the American people owe, uh, what is it? What was that statement about two hundred fifty? No, it's about five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, and I think I said that the. National, I don't know anything. I, I'd like to say if if I didn't say it this way, the national debt comes to about five hundred and fifty thousand dollars for every man, woman, and child in the United States. So if I if I misstated yeah. it, I don't know that uh, it's not our debt. I don't know the number, but it's not my debt. That's right, mine either. I didn't spend it, All and right. I didn't elect those people exactly. to spend it for me. So, so I'm with you on all, on all those points. The one point at which you and I disagree thus far, well, I disagree with you that the last guy was a racist, but beyond that, the other thing I, I, dis- so. the other thing he, I disagree with you on... ...according to color rather than the fact they're friends. Well, Any man any man that talks to you, and I got a, uh, a red man, oh yeah, he's an Indian, I got a black man, oh yeah... He's Native uh, African-American. He lists his friends according to their well, color. That's a racist young man. Look, look uh, you, the fact is it's really difficult to, to go through life and try to not use the ethnicity of a person to describe yeah. them. And my I don't, friends are my friends. You I know, agree. It's so simple. Your friends should Agreed. be your friends, male or female. But he was trying to create bridges between people that he perceived as white on the radio and himself, which I believe he was black. That was the impression. He said that he I, was. It, that's the impression well, that I got yeah. from him. And I don't I think just, that that makes one a racist. A racist well, is a person it, who believes the in, inherent superiority of one race over another. And what I think has happened in the United States, and it, it, it to some extent is understandable, is that black people say, hey, we've been mistreated. And white people say, hey, we didn't do it. 
I, I have right, never because, owned. You know, that may have been uh, four generations ago or five generations ago. You know what? I haven't done anything to you. If I'm standing and looking at you, I've done nothing wrong. That to much you. is I'm true. However, it's, it wasn't five generations ago. It was, you know, within the, the decades. And the fact is, you can show inherent racism today. I mean, it, there is racism today. I mean, it's, it, it, it's true. It comes from both sides, and it's sad. But Well, it is. Look, see, the only way we're going to make it better is to explain the truth about it. I agree. I understand for everybody you. to talk about, be butt hurt, and uh, you know, talk about I got hurt. No, no, it wasn't me. You're blaming me. You know, this, there's a lot of finger pointing and no solutions, and those things don't help. And that's what I was trying right. to get in, but I couldn't get in uh, with him. And I understand why he's hurt, but I've got nothing to do with it. All right. So that yeah. aside, well, I'm the sorry, other point, too, if somebody's done him wrong, and he thinks it's been done incorrectly because of his color. Maybe you should look at your behavior when somebody does uh, does a wrong to you. It could be your behavior and not the color of your skin. Or they could be a racist. Or behavior. They could be a racist. That's true. There are some people who describe their friends by the color of their skin. My friends... Are described. If I call them a friend, it's because of their character and the words that come from their Look, mouth. Look, man, I get, I get where you're heart. coming from, but if I yeah. call my We're friend a blonde, age. that doesn't mean I hate blondes. So, well, look. you don't know enough about them to describe them other than the color of their hair or their skin. Look. Then maybe you ought to look at the things in their heart. You know, but, but if yep. you're trying to point him out on the street, <laughs> look, I, I look I, when I'm tra- meeting somebody for the first time at a Starbucks, I don't say look for the person with the loving heart. I mean, that would make <laughs> me stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I say look for the devastatingly good looking guy who's six feet tall. Uh, you know, I've got uh, p- pale skin and I'm wearing a business suit or whatever. That's right. what I'll say. <laughs> look, there's one other there's one other thing that uh, that John, I think that we need to discuss briefly. And that is that the, the point that, that I one of the big points I disagree with you on is this importance of the constitution the constitution and i I believe that we should be free and i believe that uh, the government is terrible but i don't think the government's ever going to get back to the constitution they're never going to respect the constitution i'm not interested in trying to get them to do those things if we did get back to the constitution we'd only get what we've currently got with the constitution anyway i just want to be left alone i want nothing to do with the federal government Period. Well, the initial the initial uh, preamble of the Constitution basically meant they were supposed to leave us alone. They were not supposed to set up these public schools and all this crap they've got from this bleeding heart. Well, I like your solution. Stop you paying know. them. I'm on board with you, and exactly. thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing right, from man. you there. That's, yeah. That is something to which you can take in your – you can control. Because a lot of people will, will critique, for instance, some of the activism up here, and they'll say, oh, you guys are doing – you're drinking in public. Why don't you take on a real issue? Well, we talk about real issues on this radio show, but for the most part, things like the war, I can't do anything about that. I can't go and order those troops to come home. I can't stop the violence. There's nothing I can do to actually stop the war, but I can stop my level of participation. I can affect my level of participation in that by withholding the money that I earn from being sent over there. And so that's one way that I can actually have an effect on it. But that's a very small, you know, it's an individual thing. It's not a visible thing. It's not something that, you know, is is uh, is particularly effective from a wide scale as far as attracting attention or whatever. Uh, but if more people did it, then it could be, I think, more powerful. 
Yeah, and you also wake a lot of people up on this show regarding war and, and the futility of it. But the uh, caller before the previous one, the black man from Indianapolis, I believe it mm-hmm. was, yeah. you know, he made a couple of really good points. One is that for black people, there's always been a police state in America. You know, we, we complain about it now getting worse and all, but for, for most black people, it's always been a police state yeah. for them. And, and I think a lot of white people can't see that. They don't realize what it's like in, in the inner cities. Right. It's not, it, it, it's t- it, it's got to be tough to uh, for to have a cop assume that you're guilty because you're walking down the street and you happen to be black. And I mean, and the fact is, it happens. It happens. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We've got a full hour remaining here. Hour three. Next, you can take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. As we launch here into the third hour, joining you this evening is Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. All right, so let's continue with you and your phone calls. We'll start things out with David listening to WTAR in Virginia. Hello, David. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey, Mark. Hey, Ian. Hey. Wayne's here, too. What's on your mind tonight? I'm glad to get on again. Um, Yeah, I was just giving you an update on that. Uh, You probably recall when I was talking about the police officer or should I say cop, that uh, shot that unarmed man 11 times. You remember that? Gosh, free, refresh me on that, please. Okay, yeah. Uh, what it was, it was that he was intoxicated, 2.3 alcohol, and he was banging on the door, and police officer showed up, uh, gave him some commands and retreated and shot him 11 times because he said he had his hands at his waistband. Oh, gosh, that's right. Yeah, remember you said well, he was probably just reaching for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Who knows what he was yeah. reaching for, but you said that he didn't have a weapon on him, right? He had no weapon on him. Right. And now now the, uh, there there has been an update on the, uh, and there was a second officer on the scene after he, and all 11 bullets hit him, by the way. Wow. And, yeah, all, every, the autopsy report came out in the newspaper. Virginia Pilot uh, came out, and, you know, they showed a, uh, a diagram of, you know, the entrance, entrance wounds. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Let me catch my breath. No problem, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get excited. You weren't running from uh, the cops, were you? <laughs> no, absolutely not. You know, 
Well, you know, most cops these days, they act more like military commandos than police officers. Well, sh- they should because they just usually got out of the military. Frequently, uh, the police that are just joining the police squads today are fresh out of Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah, and but, you know, like, in, I'm 51 years old, so back back when I was growing up, you know, they, if they pulled, if they stopped you and I had a little weed on me, they would just, you know, hey, take the weed and send me on my way. But nowadays, they put you in jail for it. And it's just insane. I think it sure some, is. some police officers will choose to, uh, you know, to, to toss your, your your stash or whatever. But um, I think that I, I don't know what the percentages are, but it seems like, uh, you know, lots of people are going to jail for pot. So wait a minute. What was oh, the update on the guy with the, that was shot 11 times? Yeah. And OK. And OK. The other officer that was on the scene, too, after he had been shot 11 times. Now, get this. He put he was in, his, I guess, in, I assume in a pool of blood, either dying or dead. Instead of, you know, trying to uh, give him first aid or something to save the man's life, a young man, too, in his early 30s, uh, he, he put, he cuffed him. He cuffed the man. God, <laughs> Lord. In case he gets that? up and runs away. Yeah, exactly. I, I, when, I, when I read that in the paper, I was astounded. I was like, come wow. on. You, you're going to handcuff a man that's laying in his, you know, either dying or dead. Talk about insult dead. to injury. Yeah, that that's insane. To, and, to handcuff a... Uh, you know, a person wow. that's been shot 11 times. I'm like, well, that, they're saying, well, that's policy and this and that. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I mean, you're, tr- you're supposed to try to save his life. The man didn't even have a, he wasn't even armed. Incredible. Yeah, it's policy to try to save his life, too. Hey, is there, yeah, anything, else that do that policy. Is, is there anything else that you want to, uh, to share? No, absolutely not. David, thanks for the get... update on that, man. I appreciate hearing from you. It's always nice to get updates on stories because a lot of people call in with uh, with an initial piece or an initial story, and we don't have a crack research team here. It's you know, Mark and I and you know Wayne or whoever else happens to come we in. get news stories from uh, the Internet. You know? Yeah, so I, I, I appreciate any time anybody calls in with an update on, on something like that. 1-800-259-9231. In fact, it's difficult in many cases to get updates on these stories even out of the mainstream media because a lot of cases they just kind of let it drop or maybe it'll be put in the back page of a newspaper a little blurb or something like that in many cases very difficult to actually keep up to date on what's going on with these police abuse stories as we continue because there's no shortage of them uh but the guys over at cop block by the way have been doing a pretty good job they've got their new police accountability report podcast well i say new it's probably been several months now it's been on the air but a little five minute podcast they do once a week uh it runs over at lrn.fm in the news breaks as well and those guys have been doing a great job of not only uh following the police stories but the police abuse police hurting people but also keeping up to date on them and, and giving updates on old stories that they've already covered which i think is really useful We'll continue here with you and your thoughts, though. Paranoid calling from Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paranoid. Hey, hello. Are you paranoid? Mind? Yes, I am. All right. <laughs> so are they out to get you? Uh, maybe not me in particular, but I believe that there are people that intend to do other people harm. That's for sure. Indeed. So go ahead with your thoughts. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on when you guys were speaking earlier about the sovereign citizens movement and uh, the recent hit pieces on the news and from the um, from the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah. Um, well, I can kind of see how they have aligned sovereignty and anarchy because sovereignty is really just the belief that um, it's just, I guess, the belief that whoever is the sovereign is in control of whatever, their house, their kingdom, whatever. And a lot of the people in the sovereign movement, 
believe that they are um, ultimately in control of themselves and their own lives. And uh, they, a lot of them believe that they're only subject to common law rather than uh, commercial law. And there's a bunch of different how theories an on an that. How would an anarchist be subject to common law? Well, exactly. And that's the whole thing. A lot of the people in the sovereign movement believe that they, because they've filed some sort of paperwork or jumped through some legal hoop, that they're, um, they're supposed to be respected as equals to the United States or as equals to the sovereignty of the U.S., whereas anarchists believe that that applies to everybody, that you don't have to file particular types of paperwork to be respected as an autonomous being, that just by living, everybody has that um, right, yep. and sovereigns usually believe that only people who have filed particular paperwork. I don't see the evidence that anarchists believe that. When I've gone on anarchists' boards and read the stuff that they've they've written, many of them seem to believe that it's workers' rights and the collective and blah, 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 blah. Anarchist doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean, you know, as as far as I'm concerned... But a voluntarist believes that. Somebody who is a consensualist, somebody who is, uh, you know, based in the ideas of liberty, believes that by nature you are a free person. You just simply have to claim it. There's no uh, paperwork that you need to fill out. I get the point you're making it's just that using the term anarchist causes confusion too so uh, I, I would recommend staying away from that as far as a self-description because as mark's suggesting you're going to by calling Anarchists yourself an anarchist are people mostly in europe that wear black clothing and throw explosive items well true and that's and that's kind of you know that's kind of uh the way that some people see it i particularly just believe that on anarchy means that no one has the right to be a ruler over another man i get you but, man um, and i think by a dictionary definition you, you are spot on however most people don't use the dictionary they go by what is popular and the popular definition of an anarchist is someone who is violent and dangerous and will destroy things yeah the, the dictionary definition of gay is uh you know to some extent a person that's happy however you can get yourself in some trouble just wandering around calling people gay that's true. Um, the one thing, the one point that I did want to make, though, is that uh, the ADL and uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center have both attacked people that claim to be sovereigns, and they've kind of lumped everybody that has, a, you know, a similar ideology into one group of, of people that will be violent and hateful. That is the tool and, of bigots. Yeah, and exactly. And what they're supposed to be as the as what they claim as organizations, they're supposed to work towards the opposite of that mentality. They're supposed to say, hey, you can't judge a whole group by the actions of one or two people that may associate with the group. Yet at the same time, that's exactly what they're doing doing, with sovereign. Well, I I thought the Southern Poverty Law Center has basically been co-opted by the Department of Homeland Security. Aren't they taking huge amounts of money from the Department of Homeland Security now? Yeah, and that's kind of how it is with all big movements. Yeah, well, interesting. You know, they, they they wear out their their usefulness early on, and then they the you know the husk of the organization continues. As far as I'm concerned, the Southern Poverty Law Center really isn't doing anything to uh, to promote equality in the United States any longer. They've they've moved into the class of organizations that uh, that promote classism, and by classism, I mean the ruling class versus you. Paranoid, you make good points tonight. Thanks for the call. Appreciate the discussion at 800-259-9231. Still, plenty of time for you, your thoughts. You can bring up what you'd like. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of these airwaves. That's why we call it Free Talk Live.
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. The number for you is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give to you there completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. The Porcupine Freedom Festival is where we're going to be starting Monday night. Wayne, I'm not sure. What day are you making it up to Porkfest? Um, probably over the weekend. All right. Still worth it. If all you can do is make it out for the weekend, come on out because the liberty-minded people that you hear about so often on this show... The folks that have made the move up here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, people that are getting active in a way that heretofore has been not possible within the Liberty Movement, they are going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. People who are considering a move to New Hampshire, they're going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. People who know they're going to move to New Hampshire but haven't yet quite moved but want to have an excuse to come up and visit, they're going to be at the Pork Fest. We're going to be there. Lots of people, hundreds of people, maybe over a thousand people will attend the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. There's lots to do. Everything from family fun events to games to social activities to parties to dances to contests. So much to talk about. I can't cover it all. But you can go to Porkfest.com to learn more. There's a full schedule of events there. And, of course, not everything that's happening is going to be on the event schedule. So uh, so go to Porkfest, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. And you can go and get registered. You can use our discount code to save 20% on the already low-priced registration. Uh, once again, Porkfest, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Our discount code is Free Talk Live. Run it all together as one word. Take out the spaces. Free Talk Live and save yourself 20%. Porkfest dot com. 1-800-259-9231. Dennis Goddard is with us from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance at nhliberty.org. Dennis, you going to Porkfest? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, some people, for whatever reason, there's some kind of personal issue or whatever that comes up and they can't make it. I mean, uh, there's a handful of folks that unfortunately are not going to be able to make it this year. But for the most part, most of the Liberty community in New Hampshire and a lot of Liberty folks from around the country and the world are going to be there. So I'm glad to know that you'll be there. What are you calling about tonight? So, you know, the other day there was a conversation about um, basically about folks who call in and want to talk about their political campaigns, their local sort of political campaign, and basically trying to pimp their political campaign yeah and you know you guys brought up the point that that was not good radio and i had a couple of points about that but first and foremost you know i choose to help pay for free talk live on amplifier and i will not pay for crap radio and people calling in to say that they have a campaign is kind of crap radio that's awful and you're a political activist here in new hampshire right yeah and you know Another thing about this is even in the fact that it's a free state project member talking about their their campaign, well, there are already more than a dozen free state project members that have been elected to statewide office. Right. So one person running, by definition, is just not that newsworthy. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. It's already been done. How many of those 12 even... How many of those 12 called up and said, wow, I got elected? I mean, how many libertarians get elected anywhere to, to, to state office? Well... You, you, know, but, you could probably count them on one hand outside of New Hampshire. 
I don't think you can count them on even one hand as far as state legislatures. Oh, state legislature? Yeah, you're right about that. I'm sorry. I thought you just meant getting elected in general. There's like a couple of libertarian uh, soil and water commissioners around the country or dog dog catchers or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I I got myself elected to like town office a couple of months ago, but I didn't think uh, that was so cool. I would call Free Talk Live about it. You know, it's just not that big a deal. Yeah, I'm with you, man. So uh, what else? You know, I... (laughs) I think people have to kind of understand that getting elected in New Hampshire is not like getting elected somewhere else. I think the first thing people have to do is, like, deprogram. You have to get deprogrammed from wherever weird place you came from. And the people who are getting elected in New Hampshire are getting elected based on the fact that they're known and respected in their community, not because they got 50 people holding signs or they took out some advertisements. I mean, people, the people who got elected into, into the state legislature – you know, they spent maybe a couple of hundred bucks. Mostly what they did is they volunteered in their community, they knocked on every door, they talked to all their neighbors, and that's how they got elected. It wasn't by calling out to get thousands of people to hold signs on Election Day. It's, mm-hmm. You know, that helps, but that's not what it's about. Yeah, I think the signs are helpful, but I just I wonder what they actually do. I mean, when you drive by, when I drive by people's yard signs, I either say to myself, "Oh, I support, I like that person," "I don't like that person," or "I don't know who that person is." And I'm not sure that that is effective. I mean, maybe it gets some people to vote in your direction, but I don't know how many. It's it's really it, it it's I don't know if sign holding is what it does. I know door knocking, man, that is what works. Yeah. In, in New Hampshire, it is all about and the people who really, you know, there was a guy who, uh, who got elected. I, I think I can say this. He's, he's uh, the porcupine realtor who advertises on Free Talk Live and is now one of the most respected people in the New Hampshire Criminal Justice and Public Safety Committee. Uh, incredibly, incredible amount of, of leverage that this, uh, you know, I, I saw him once in committee wearing a, a tie with the anarchy symbol on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Only in New Hampshire, man. Where else are you going to see that? That's incredible. And, and this was during a committee meeting. You know, he's incredibly well respected. When you sit in one of these committee meetings, it is Mark Warden that everyone else in the committee is listening to. Why? Him. Why do you think that is? I mean, isn't this a com- why? Why is that, Dennis? Isn't this a committee where a lot of them are former cops, for instance? Yeah, and I think it is so much due to. I, I feel I feel okay saying this because Mark is a hell of a guy, he, because he really understands what he's doing. And I'll say it. I think a part of it is the amount of training that he got. Uh, really with the Liberty Alliance and, and just going to the state house and spending a lot of time watching how things work. And the fact that he did not, I mean, he worked so hard to get himself elected in terms of talking to everybody in that town and listening to what they had to say, so much so that he beat, uh, in, in terms of votes gotten, he beat the, the other people that had been there for, you know, 10 years in the legislature. And he's a new guy. He just moved into town. And to now where the other um, elected representatives from that same town, they're all Mr. Warden this and Mr. Warden that. And, you know, mm-hmm. because they know everyone's listening to Mark. And why? It's because Mark took the time to meet all of his neighbors and really listen to them and not throw on them his ideas, but really sit and listen. And, you know, being a realtor, you, you talk to a lot of people, I'm sure. He knows a lot of people. But it's really not about the advertisements and the glitz and all the crap you get in other states. It's just not about that. But, uh, yeah, and you're right. It, I, I, it really is a shock to the system because when I came up here, I was so jaded towards politics. I mean, you you know this, Dennis. I mean, I came up, I got involved a little bit. 
and it it was immediately in a, there was immediately a difference here, and it took me a little while for that to sink in. Uh, the fact that things aren't quite the same. I mean, I had known that was true because I'd read the 101 Reasons to Move to New Hampshire, which are available over at the Free State Project's website at freestateproject.org. Probably the easiest way to find it is just type in their search, 101 Reasons. But it seems like a up. dream when you read it. It seems unbelievable, yeah. And it really just, it takes some time to really uh, to, to sink in. So, Dennis, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, you can meet Dennis over at the Porcupine Freedom Festival coming up next week, porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. I bet you Mark Warden's going to be there as well. So we'll continue here. We'll take your phone calls, 800-259-9231. It helps also that Mark Warden's a heck of a nice guy. Yeah, he's he's yeah. just a real nice guy. Uh, so let's, He's actually sponsoring a, a bill um, that I've uh, put forth, and I hope, oh? that, I hope that goes somewhere. What's that? Uh, it's 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 a bill that will allow uh there's new hampshire is one of the most backward states when it comes to felons and possession of weapons mm-hmm. um and uh, hopefully it'll get rid of some of the more archaic things that uh, uh felons aren't allowed to possess like sword canes and uh, uh well the other one is a, a slung shot do you know what a slung shot is as opposed to a slingshot. It's not a slingshot. No, a slingshot is a, a weight at the end of a rope. How in the huh. world am I going to avoid committing a secondary felony if I don't even know what the word means? There's more coming up here. <laughs> 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find on the site for free. Features like the news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Head on over to news.freetalklive.com, and you can sign up to follow us via email, which is the best way to ensure you don't miss anything. Also, Twitter and Facebook. Also, there are great alternatives there for you to get information about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com and get on those lists. And don't miss the SACL CAI Fun Compound at Porkfest 2011. Get your drink on. Play some cornhole. The Fun Compound will be the home of Fixed Brewing. You can get your custom limited-run Porkfest commemorative beer mug and fill it with a tasty beverage like the Sticky Porcupine, Molotov Hefe, and even the Gluten-Free. That's with two threes at the end there. Also, feature the uh, featuring the Agoras Drinking Fountain, you can wake yourself up. I believe they probably will be open early at Porkfest if uh, past years are any indication. If they so, can uh, get off, <laughs> if they're still recovering for the evening, who knows? What, what do you call it when, like, when you smoke pot in the morning? It's a wake and bake. Mm-hmm. What do you call it when you drink? Is there something like that? You call it a, a mimosa. <laughs> wake yourself up with a spicy Bloody Mary and chill out with a nice cold glass of Atlas Chugged or Liver Tea. Get your lady where she's trying to go every time with a tall El Osborne. And it's located directly across from the outdoor stage. The Fun Compound will be the place to party at Porkfest 2011. The Sakel CAI Fun Compound all week long at Porkfest next week. Starting Monday, liquor in the front, cornhole in the rear. The Sakel CAI Fun Compound. 
800. <laughs> what does that mean? 800-259-9231. As we continue, we will take your calls about what you want. Let's talk to Ben in Georgia. Oh, no, never mind. Let's not, because he's gone. Instead, we go to Allie, listening in Alabama. Allie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, Allie. Are you coming to the Porcupine Freedom Festival next week? I am. I'm so excited. Fantastic. Look forward to seeing you there. What were you calling about tonight? Um, I was calling because I was listening to the whole conversation about, um, like, the definition or, like, what you guys were saying the definition of anarchist was and how um, people, like, if you call yourself an anarchist and people are going to assume you mean, like, uh, you know, like a whole different thing than, like, a liberty-minded person. Um, And I've been listening to the show for about a year now and just, you know, like, listening to different ways that you guys um, handle words and their meanings. And sometimes I notice, like, with citizenship, you'll turn to the web or, like, the dictionary definition, but then sometimes it's whatever people think of when you say the word because a lot of words are emotionally charged, so... Um, Oftentimes what we'll do is we'll use, uh, you know, we'll, you, we'll affect voices that, uh, you know, may or may not uh, get come across to you. And, you know, so, I mean, I think that there's, there is a common definition of, of citizen and there, there's sort of uh, what Ian uses. And I think it's a, it's a legal definition of, of what a citizen is. It's just an, uh, you know, the, and it shows that, that no one is. But go on. Well, like, you know, like I like the, I like the idea of using the word voluntarist. Um, I think it's a good word. Um, it's sort of more, it's more specific to, uh, what your intentions are. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you call yourself a voluntarist, most people aren't going to know what you mean. And then when you tell them, they're going to say, oh, you're an anarchist. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think that's good. I don't I mean, know. I, I don't know about that. I think it depends on I how. Don't, it's, so an anarchist doesn't believe in government. And so therefore, I don't believe that that, that that thing can even exist. Because one must govern oneself. Anarchist is a fallacious word. because So therefore, it must be, at the very least, an autoarchist, a person that governs themselves, a person in charge of themselves. However, I think that you can call anything that, uh, you know, any agreement that one wishes to have with another organization a government because I've got, say, a governing document with my insurance company when it comes to fire insurance. I think that governments exist all over. And, the, you know, what the difference is is this sort of monolithic, uh, coercive government that we have today is what people define government by. And I, I think that there's a broader term. People also define government to mean an organization that will protect you. I, th- I think, uh, Ali, that uh, when you give a definition of the term voluntarist or voluntarist, whether or not somebody comes immediately back with, well, hey, you're just an anarchist, depends on how you define voluntarist. So, for instance, if I were to say to somebody who didn't know what a voluntarist was, that, well, I believe that human interaction should be uh, based in consent. I believe that all human interactions should be on a consensual basis. That, and no, then, one sh- that no one should initiate force against another person. Right. I, don't, I didn't say anything about government in that statement. So it may – I don't know if many people would necessarily come to the conclusion that, well, you're an anarchist by making a statement like I that. certainly don't consider myself an anarchist, and I certainly don't consider myself a, a capitalist either. And many people in this uh, movement will call themselves anarcho-capitalists. I think it's a terrible term. I think it, uh, it alienates uh, yeah, it people is. as quick as possible. Yeah, it's a char- another one of those charged words that's been overused and overabused over the years. It is a terrible term, but Mark, you and I accepted money from an advertiser to put those words on our website. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Well, capitalism is another one of the words. I remember um, listening to a show when um, you guys were talking about the word, uh, the term anarcho-capitalist, and um, I think Ian was saying that he didn't like 
capitalism or the word capitalist because it remind it like makes him think of um, crony capitalism. And then Mark read the actual definition of capitalist, and it's like exactly what Ian was saying. You know, oh, I, I believe in voluntary exchange and, you know, like free trade and all this. And then Mark's like, that's exactly the definition of capitalism. Right, but you heard the guy who called earlier, perhaps, uh, the gentleman co- called from Indianapolis earlier in the show. He used the term capitalism in a very negative fashion uh, because in a many people's minds it evokes the uh, capitalism is, is what we have today. Yeah. And I think that there's value to that. But what I guess what you're trying to get at is that we're inconsistent in applying the rule that, um, you know, we, we aren't going to fight for definitions of, of words. Is that what you're trying to say? Right, right. I just, yeah, I, just, I never know what side you guys are going to take on certain words because I'm like, well, are they going to go with the dictionary definition on this one or just what go, people think We're going to go with what's expedient is what we're going to do. Um, if, if, you know, for instance, the word citizen isn't particularly charged. If you can come out and you can say, look, this is the definition of a citizen. Here it is out of Black's Law Dictionary. Then somebody goes, blah, 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 blah. Like there's a learning, there's an opportunity to teach them there. However, right. if you say, uh, if I get on the, I get on on the radio every night i talk to hundreds of thousands of people and a dozen of them will call in and if i get on that radio and i say i'm an anarcho-capitalist you know my radio career is relatively short i don't know maybe it is maybe it isn't uh, but you know i don't think it's as i called myself an anarcho-capitalist for a little while yeah it's it's not convincing uh to people it's like oh well i listen to anarchists all the time those people are really smart now people don't think that way people say oh anarchists nuts and i would never right. you know so i would never use that term well if you were from auburn alabama and someone said they're an anarcho-capitalist and you'd be like oh auburn's really smart just because we have the Mises institute here and yeah. we've got people calling themselves anarcho-capitalists and then they're like the smartest people in the group usually but um but that makes sense and i understand you guys like well, don't want to use like the loaded terms and then I, have it's really easy for people to write write you off with you you know say the wrong thing that makes sense to you something where you can explain yourself or maybe use the word they never heard before and so that's they can't the other do thing, that. The other thing right. that we need to sort of address here is if you were to get into a conversation with somebody on the street and you say, I'm an anarchist, then you have the opportunity to explain to that person what that means. At the very least, you can use it as a conversation starter or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm not saying that I think it's a good idea, but I can see the point that if you're communicating with a person, um, you know, one to one, that you can try to explain with this term that they don't believe that they believe means one thing to you means well. Exactly the opposite of what the what they believe it means, which is you know to me just a bad word. But whatever, if you want to use that, that's that's cool. You can have a conversation with them. I can't have a conversation with all you know two hundred fifty thousand people that are listening to the show or whatever number. Okay, Allie, thanks right, for I the call. To, I appreciate it. I thanks, to, thanks for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. What did you? Oh, awkward goodbyes. All right. But, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see her next week because she's coming up to uh, the Pork Fest. What? Porcupine Freedom Festival. Let's continue. Rob, it's listening to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk in Maryland. Hello, Rob. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How are you doing, man? You're doing great. What's on your mind tonight? I, I am a first-time caller. I've seen your station, and I'm pretty elated, you know, even though I'm, I, make, I may be a staunch conservative, but it's nice to have this free talk thing when people can, you know, you know, just speak their minds without you know being in here, and that's great. Good job, guys. excellent. I know you've got something to say beyond praise, so hold on. We'll come back with you here <laughs> okay. in a moment. More with Rob, listening on XM eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and maybe enough time for you and your thoughts coming up in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are next. So you've got bitcoins. 
We've been talking about them here on the show. Lots of people have been buying them recently. The popularity has been surging. But what can you do with them? Well, you can spend them. And you can spend them on all your everyday needs at ftl.spendbitcoins.com. Through ftl.spendbitcoins.com, you can purchase all the stuff you need with your bitcoins. Why have bitcoins if you can't spend them? So spend them if you've got them. That's FTL, as in freetalklive.spendbitcoins.com. FTL.spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you. Your thoughts if you dial in right now. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. We give you the features free there. And if you like the show, become an amplifier. It's easy to do. You go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can sign up with any major credit card through your PayPal account. You can also use Visa or MasterCard right there on our secure site. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. We do, what we do is we take that 3 bucks a month in that we're asking from you, and we pull it together with other people's 3 bucks a month, and then we take that money and we reinvest it into the show, getting on more great radio stations around the country, uh, getting onto more people's MP3 players around the world, and bringing more people to the ideas of freedom once again, go to amp.freetalklive.com. By the way, it uh, looks like the Slate article is out. Uh, I will have it wow. posted up. Yeah, the guy was just here yesterday, and he wrote that thing fast. There was an, a, an artist, or not artist, but uh, an author from the website slate.com, which is one of the top 1,200 websites in the entire world, incredibly popular site, uh, that has now done a piece focusing on New Hampshire and specifically the uh, the Keene portion of New Hampshire. So it's a major uh, coup, I guess major publicity coup, maybe the biggest publicity that uh, the Keene area has received thus far. So as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to post that over at freekeen.com for those of you who are curious as to what's going on. Uh, 800-259-9231, right back into Rob, listening in Maryland to XM's America's Talk. Hello, Rob. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Listen, I was going to touch on you know the this, the, uh, the debate and everything, but it's just not enough time for me to, to. There's not enough time on earth to comment on that because I just I just just sick of it, you know. But anyway, I want to touch on that one subject about the guy who wanted to go on this island, you know, absent from government. I hope I didn't misrepresent what he was saying, but um, you got a couple of problems with that. You know, as much as we all want to get away from our you know neighbors and our dysfunctional family and and all the other co-workers, and that's a notable idea. You got a problem, okay? If he's going, to, if he's going in the island with say him and just a significant other, and that'll be it, and they just die off, and that'll be it, and they, they live their life fine. But if he's trying to create a society, okay, on that island, absence of government, he's going to have a problem. Because number one, he's going to have, have to have several families in there to order to do that. Because if he just does it by himself, he's going to have more than anarchy to deal with, okay? So several and, families to what? I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said. Several families to move I, in. I said, yeah, well, I mean, you know, you don't want to use the same DNA to, to start a culture, a new culture. Makes new sense. Society. You know, uh, not only that, okay, um, if you start, once this, this society starts to bloom, and, you, and you're absent, you're just going to have that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'll tell you what, we're going to put you on hold. You're in a bad cell. Driving into a bad cell or something. I'm hoping that we can get you back. I'm curious to hear what he has to say. He's referring to something that we talked about in the first hour of the show, I think, where uh, the question was asked about 
you know, what if there was this mythical it's, deserted island to which liberty-minded people could move and start their own society from scratch? Would those who are moving to New Hampshire today to change uh, society into more liberty-minded uh, kind of-ness, uh, would those people move instead to a deserted island? That was the, the question. Well, and, and it sounded like what he was going, where, where the rec- direction he was going, in case we never get it, we don't get him back, is that you've got to have a government in order to have police. And you've got to have p- police in order to protect protect yourself from dangers. And I would like to remind people that whatever served as society prior to 150 years ago, their policing organizations are brand new in history. Now, there were sheriffs, but mostly... Uh, you know, people people brought charges against other people and then brought those to arbitrators or judges or thing, they, things like that. You don't need government in order to have protection services. There were a lot of citizens' arrests back then, too. I mean, you know, if you, I, I'd say the existence of police probably does, to some extent, drive down uh, crime. But that's what having protection services and competing protection services indeed, for that matter. You can hire, but you're going to get better protection for your house if you hire an organization to uh, to protect you. And you I mean sure- something that is actually a contract where there actually is an agreement, a sure. service agreement, where they're actually saying, "Well, we're going to be driving through every you know hour or however often. We'll sure. check your front door when you're away, etc." I bet you I can sign a contract with Wacken Hut tomorrow that says that they will guarantee that my property and my uh, house and my the people in it are safe and they'll have some kind of moneyed guarantee behind that well if, i don't know if they offer those kind of personal services i'll bet you you could i bet you could get that maybe you don't think i could sign that with, with i bet you i could i, I will wonder. bet you anything you I should could. check it out mark it's about money my friend however <laughs> um the question but, sure if you had enough money yeah but oh, so you were then you concede the point um now and, and and when when the marketplace introduces something new it always costs more that's why Big screen TVs you can get for you know, a couple hundred dollars now, but police services don't guarantee anything. You get something stolen mm-hmm. from your house, they might send some guy out, maybe within a couple of hours, to fill out some kind of report, we've, and they'll never do anything about it. We've got Rob back. He's okay, in a better good. cell. Rob, are you with us? Yes, I do apologize, guys. I should know better than to take the road I was taking using the cell phone. Don't you but... worry about it. Go ahead with your thoughts. <laughs> Okay, as I as I, I don't know where I left off at, but what I was trying to say is, if you're going to utilize, if you're trying to create a society absent from government, uh, and you're going to just use you and the missus or you and your significant other, you're going to have problems in terms of genetics. Okay. And secondly, uh, or if you do decide to bring others aboard to expand your society or create that society, and you know you, you know you expand that society, problem is you know you're still going to have anarchy or uh, down the line simply because what you're asking in essence is that everybody that comes out of your lawyers or everybody else's lawyers is going to have the same thought pattern as you. That's not going to happen, okay? You're dealing with human beings, okay? So, I mean, whatever, you know, your, your notion is to try to get this utopia of being on, a, on, on an island absent from government, eh, I mean, this ain't Gilligan's Island, man, you know? So, uh, you know, good luck, but uh, that's my thought on that. And great show, guys. Yeah, people, thanks for the call tonight. People uh, are unpredictable, and even when you've raised somebody in the, the best way you can possibly imagine, mistakes are still made, and, and people just might turn out different from how you uh, imagine them as far as when, you're, when they were growing up, etc. Um, but all of those th- problems can be solved. Whatever problems would come from somebody being different from their parents, uh, which would presumably the worst would be stealing or, or violence or something like that, those problems can be handled, as Mark was saying, by having the marketplace handle protection, uh, although I don't want to live on a, well, a deserted island. I, I think that I, I think that 
government is going to evolve. Communication is such... No, it'll die, I think. Well, it's going to evolve. Um, <laughs> it is su- Communication is such now that people demand a much higher level of customer service. When I was a kid and you ordered something through mail order, you it was six to eight weeks to delivery. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if the person from eBay doesn't have it at my house in five days, they get negative feedback. It's six to eight days now, not uh, six to eight weeks. Yeah. That's a huge change. People demand higher levels of customer service, and they're going to demand those higher levels of customer service from government. They're not getting government it. Government can't deliver it. It, right. is, it is an inefficient organization that is not able to comply. They're stuck in the look, 50s. When you look at historically, people said, oh, you can't have, uh, you can't have two religions living in the same geographic area. It'll be social anarchy. That term was used during the English Revolution against organizations or uh, groups of people called the Quakers. The, the Driggers, uh, Puritans, you know, all these people, they were kicked out of England because they couldn't fit into these, uh, into the mold. And there was a, a great deal of upheaval. But at some point here in Western civilization, we have learned that we can all in, with, of certain religions live together in the same geographic area. My question is, why can't people have different governments that's, that live inside the same geographic area? Why can't I Because choose- one of them will stop you with violence. Well, at that point, then wouldn't my government stop that government with violence? Well, they would stop you from forming the government in the first place. They would call you a gang, and well, this, they would use the RICO act against you. That's what was going on with the religions at one point, yeah. right? So uh, enough enough time went by, and enough people proposed that you know two religions can live happily in a, a geographic area, and they can get along, and then more people. And now we relatively we get along pretty well with different religions in in the same geographic area. I think you can have different protection services with their governments, whatever you want to call them, in the same geographic area, and people will be fine. Well, at one time, religions, churches, synagogues were actually quasi-governments they for people were. because yeah. they, they enforced morality without enforcing it. They didn't do it through force. They did it voluntarily. You could leave a church if you had a disagreement with the church, whereas today the, gover- the governing forces are, are centered in, in the state, local, and federal governments, and you cannot leave them. Sure. I mean, you know, if you believe in government, then you believe in my consent. Generally, you believe that one consents to be involved. And I guess then that I would then have the naturally have the right to withdraw that consent. And so I would ask you, what would happen if I decided to take my little 11 acre piece of land that I have and withdraw it from the local governing agencies? Would they allow me to do that? No, no, no. That's That's because they're not organizations that operate through consent. Well, they'd like to claim that they are. In fact, if you actually look at the New Hampshire Constitution, as well as I think it's the Declaration of Independence, if you look at these founding just government, documents... governance comes from consent. Correct. That, yeah, just government comes from consent of the governed. This is like the first sentence in the, like the first section of the New Hampshire Constitution. And I guess that means that this isn't just government because nobody that I know consents. Yeah, but these p- same people will steal my house from me if I choose not to take, take money that I would otherwise use to educate my son. It's not stealing when they do it. To, to educate their kids. No, no, Mark. It's, it's not just stealing. middle class welfare. No, no, it's a tax sale, Mark. It's not stealing. Yeah, yeah it's stealing. It's a tax sale. Yeah. Well, it's you see, the government can name anything they want. They can call it whatever yeah. they want as long as they're the government. They get to use the words. Where taxation is theft. Back tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. 
As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. 